Welcome back to Roadmap Podcast. We are in the second section of our episode with Parishish Ilchchek today. This is Vukaraja. And this is Aina Pekin. So, would you like to do the interest? <laughs> and this is Parishish Ilchchek, and I apologize that my name is so hard to pronounce. I mean... At least your name is not as bad as mine when you try to pronounce in English. You know, I have had my fair share of problems, including being censored. Um, so, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, it's not always nice, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to change the topic very quickly from my Achilles heel and ask you a very quick question. And maybe the clichéest question ever in this episode. Uh, after university, you have kept on going and the mm-hmm. steps of your career, as per se. So uh, you have had many developer positions. You have had many projects, uh, manager positions. And at one point, you basically got infected with the entrepreneurship virus. Why was yes. that? How was that? What was the motivation behind that? Infected is the right word with that, yeah. <laughs> well, um, as I mentioned, I spent uh, my first years as a professional, uh, as a programmer, then a, you know, then a team lead of programmers, but mostly in the programming space. My, ki- my childhood, my youth, all programming. Uh, after college, I hit this time uh, when I realized that, you know, my, my soft, my, my underbelly was that, um, I lacked communication skills. I, I really needed to build my communication skills. I think now going, looking back and looking forward, it's very important for any technical person to have very good communication skills. Still, when I am hiring for my team, of course, we look to technical skills and all those capabilities and stuff and experience. But I think, at least 50% for me is about communication. Is this person uh, good at communicating his or her thoughts, ideas, and desires? So I realized I was not really good at that, and I really need to improve. And I wanted to change of path in my career. That's why I went with project management. And it was more than project management, but it was a coordination role within a region, within a very big corporate it's, it's a very big multinational FMCG company. And I was a, a kind of a coordinator in that company for a region that had, you know, Turkey, Bahrain, where I uh, later lived for seven years. And that that's the that's why I, you know, made that change in my career. When I was working in that corporate, I met my partner who I'm a partner, as in, you know, partner in Derevono, not my spouse, obviously. Uh, my, my part, I met my partner there. And I think Denebunu, the idea of Denebunu came from her initially. I always had entrepreneurship, I think, in my blood, because even when I was a kid, my first software, I sold to a local, um, you know, CD seller, you know, we had we had those back in the day. They will sell VCDs and DVDs to people. They'll rent it. It was like Netflix, but in a very smaller scale. So I, I sold my software there, and I was kind of an entrepreneur myself, but very low grade. It was a neighborhood entrepreneur. But then the corporate life took me, and I was there, and I was unhappy. 
because I was doing mundane tasks every day, same, you know, nothing new, no room for innovation or very limited room for innovation. It's very hard to express your ideas because it's a very large corporate. You don't really need to. Uh, you can't really go to the right person and talk to them. It's like layers of layers of communication and, you know, uh, co- chain of command. So I was at a point uh, where I was really bored with my job and not in a good way. And uh, I was looking for a change, but I didn't really know what that change is going to be, was going to be. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be another com- company, another corporate, like the one I was working for. But I quickly decided, no. It was not because they'll be the same. Maybe the salary, the pay will be different, but everything else will be the same. So I know I was uh, kind of afraid to quit my job and you know start something myself because I I just I had just be, uh, started a family. I had my kid. You know, it was uh, it was a difficult time, but I was very unhappy. So at that time, I met my now partner in Denebunu, and she pitched this idea to me. And uh, I should say she pitched this idea to me uh, when she did that. She she actually lied and she said the idea was coming from a friend of hers uh, because I think she was kind of, um, uh, she trusted me really, but she was kind of afraid uh, I, she was going to you know get fired or something, which was nonsense. But now she didn't know that. And now I said, okay, looks like you know a lot about this idea. And uh, it doesn't look like, it doesn't sound like this is another person's idea. It's like your idea. <laughs> and I kind of tricked her and she confessed. And I and she was looking for a, a programmer to do this, you know, execute this idea uh, for her. And I kind of sold myself there, some salesmanship there too. And she was, she already trusted me, of course. But, you know, I, I, I said, Hey, you don't need a programmer. What you need is a partner, a technical co-founder to you know do this right. Because this is not a project that you can pay some money and you know forget. You have to be there. This person has to have stakes in it. You know, it has to own everything from scratch. Maybe don't get paid for a long time. Uh, and, and I was and selling that person this. Is me. <laughs> you know, it didn't really <laughs> happen that way because when I was when I was uh, you know saying these. I wasn't really selling myself. I was just advising her. Uh, this is what you need. You have to go this direction. I didn't have in mind to leave. But as I was talking, it hit me. Uh, this person is me. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for in my life. This is the change I wasn't able to you know, uh, express to myself internally. Uh, the more I talked, uh, then I, I convinced myself too, I think. I convinced her too in the same conversation. And I, I asked that I want to be her partner in this. Uh, so we co-founded uh, Denebuno that day, that, that fateful day, uh, which was late 2015. And that was my first, uh, I think, serious uh, step into entrepreneurship. And my partner, Duygu too, Duygu Akpudak, uh, who, who, who's known, I think, uh, more than I am in Turkey, uh, because the first years of Denebuno, I, I, I lived in Bahrain. I was still there. My family was there. And I was still, you know, doing a day job there, but working on Denebunu, uh, I was kind of moonlighting there. But Duygu was in Turkey. She was in the spotlight by design, which is a decision. I, I'm still, you know, uh, behind. I am really proud of her. She came a great way. And I, it's, she's the best, you know, partner one can really imagine. 
And that was my first step into entrepreneurship. That was 2015. We turned out lucky. We're still in the same step because entrepreneurship is 50% failure and 50% success. You can always fail. A lot of people fail. I think it's only natural that you fail because you always restart. That's the nature of entrepreneur. And you restart, you go again, and then you win. I don't, for, for some people, it takes 20,000 times of trial. Some people two, some people one. We don't know what's going to number, what number is going to be for us, but we're lucky that we're still five years into this. We're still in the first step. So we really don't really take this for granted, to be honest with you. I think we're incredibly lucky because we have seen a lot of friends, you know, go under, uh, go under, you know, go bankrupt, you know, idea don't ex- execute, etc. They always restart. We always support them, but we see it, right? It happens in front of us. So we always know that that can happen to us any day, even though it doesn't matter how well you're doing. Uh, it can happen to any, any anybody. If it happened to BlackBerry, it can happen to you, right? So uh, we have always that as a compass. Uh, we count ourselves lucky to be able to, you know, uh, still keep going with Denebunu, you know, launch something in the UK. We're very lucky, uh, but we're also very passionate about what we're doing. Uh, so I think um, it's kind of in combination luck and a passion and skill and 10,000 other things that I'm not going to enumerate now. You have said that uh, in corporate firms, in your corporate firm, uh, every day is same, every day, every task is same. And this becomes a routine that maybe uh, you become bored or tired of doing the same thing all day, every day. And now with Denebunu, Semplico, as of 2020, 2021, there are two C-level roles that you run together. And besides, we are sure that there is a very intense process that progresses at the same time with various sides, various fields of your life. And uh, with this uh, routine life, after this routine life, how do you balance your work and your life in this process? Do you have moments of, oh, I'm going to miss this something in my life or I'm, I don't know what to do and this is called as uh, in fear of missing out syndrome. Have mm. you uh, <laughs> ever <laughs> felt that or how is your life? Uh, how do you plan your life? Yeah, I mean, I, I like that the question is structured that it puts me in a position that my life is balanced, <laughs> which is not. But I hope it is. Yeah, I complained about the uh, mundane routine of corporate life. Probably it's not the same for everyone, right? My my uh, my wife still uh, still works for a very large corporation, corporation, uh, a medical pharmaceutical company, and she enjoys it, right? She she's not bored as I was. I think it's just uh, my personality. Not everybody is going to be like me, uh, but I was, and I, now. In Denebunu and Samplico, I wish that I had same day in a, in a row, twice. I, I think I will really love that. <laughs> no, I don't have it. But it's it's now fun. Um, in in terms of my title, of course, I, I will say it's just one title, really. I mean, because Samplico is our brand abroad. It's outside of Turkey. We weren't able to uh, fund our marketing uh, to a level where we teach people how to pronounce the Nebunu in the UK. Uh, it's a little bit difficult for them, so we, we wanted to go with a different branding. Samplico is a little bit easier for 
people outside of Turkey to pronounce it and um, kind of relate to. And it explains what we do better than Denebunum outside of Turkey. So it's just one role. But of course, it's very demanding uh, because now we're pushing 40 uh, in terms of headcount in our organization, almost half of which uh, is my team. And we don't have a lot of middle management, so still a lot of people directly report to me. And that takes time because effort also, because I really want to spend time with people who directly report to me. I spend uh, every week, I you know hold one-to-ones with my direct reports. It doesn't matter how senior they are, even if they're engineering manager or just intern, very, very young. doesn't matter if they report to me for anything. I sit down half an hour, maximum, hopefully, every week to talk about their lives, their careers, their future, their desires and ambitions, problems, anything. But we never talk about work during those uh, one-to-ones, for example. And, and that takes time, right? Because if you have 10 people directly reporting to me and you hold this kind of meetings every week, it takes at least four or five hours from your week and your week is already very compressed when you're a CTO of a, a scale-up now. Then I, will know, I think it's way beyond startup. It's a scale-up. Scale-up means more problems. It doesn't solve. It's, uh, it's not like, you know, your startup, you have 100 problems. You go to scale-up and you have 50 problems. Quite the other way, you have 10,000 problems now. Lots of stakeholders, lots of users, lots of demand. And, and as an engineering leader, really, it's uh, a kind of very difficult to balance uh, what your team wants, your, your users want, your stakeholder wants, your leaders, leaders want. It's very difficult. And when you have this many people still reporting to you in your scale-up uh, phase, and you want to you know, give something back to them, you don't really robotically manage them. You do, this, you do that, and you accomplish this by this time. It's not like that. It's not my style, to be very frank. Uh, I really, I'm really into developing uh, people, their careers, you know, give them whatever they need to succeed. I'm really not a micromanager. I'm a terrible micromanager. Uh, I, I don't really, I, I'm, not, I'm not really good at it, so I, I try to avoid it. I think it's also important to know your weaknesses at this point in your life too, so you can you know uh, go around them. So if you want to manage this way, you have to spend a lot of time with your team. So this is the work side of your balance, right? This is already compressed. It's a very packed week you have, and you uh, allocate a lot of you know space and time to that kind of management, which is very soft kind of management and takes very very much a lot of effort and time and now i have two kids also very little kids two, two little daughters and i have my also wife my partner and we have a family we have we, we have to spend time together we, i can't just be online and you know work 100 percent of time those days have gone that's the startup days you don't want to go there you have to move because you know we have this culture in turkey i i think global too so this crunch culture it's like we're, we're working very hard we're working all the time then this is very cool no it's not cool you're killing yourself you just don't know it yet you will know it when you're dead so uh, we try to kind of uh, get ahead of curve there and you know acknowledge this fact you acknowledge this when you have kids when you look at them and 
realize how less time you spend with them now and how much they need you when they are two years old, three years old. And people telling you that, uh, you know, outside of your family, uh, that really hurts. Uh, you don't really want to hear that. So it, it, it wasn't very easy for me to balance my work and life. Uh, it's been difficult uh, because I also suffer with um, ADHD uh, and something I'm trying to uh, keep under control. Uh, it's very difficult to, you know, when you have that um, medical condition, difficult to focus and, you know, pay attention to every single detail, which you have to, and also spend a lot of quality time with your kids. So it's been tremendously challenging for me past four or five years. Uh, I don't really, uh, I, I don't really want to use this platform to encourage working hard. I'm, I want to encourage working smart. I know that's cliche as hell. Don't worry, guys. Do it. Don't worry. You'll be glad later. So that's what I'm trying to also um, teach my team to. I don't really want them to, you know, uh, kill themselves working. So it's, I think it's very unorthodox now in Turkey to be able to 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 be this way. Uh, but you know, this is the right way, and I really believe in it. I really believe in work and life balance. It's not just a word; you have to have it. It's your health. You don't have anything else. That was very direct, and I mean, you have all the points, but also the parts that you put it as you know, if you work hard now, you will die. So that yeah. that one was, I think, very clear in terms of message to all the work hard out there. Including I me. want to have an applause <laughs> effect in here, and <laughs> this message uh, I want that this message this message was sent to the corporate firms, especially in Turkey. <laughs> it's a really nice sentence, really nice advice. Yeah, but you are scaring out potential sponsors. <laughs> you guys can cut this out if you if you don't like it. I just can give you another version of it. Yeah, guys, work 24 hours a day. Uh, you'll really like it. But, but 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 I should add this, okay? I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So you can't really build a new startup and you know have a very meaningful impact on your society or community, whatever, by working nine to four. It, you, you just can't. I mean, there's lots of things to do. You don't have funding. You're you're eating noodles every day. That's true. You have to work. You you, you do a lot of things. I know my partner Duygu spent entire week. Uh, you know, preparing invoices by hand using a pen, not computer. That took a lot of hard labor. She couldn't do it on computer because because we didn't have the software ready, but we had to do the invoices. So she sat down, she did it, and she never said, oh, this is not my job. I can't do this. It, it doesn't work that way. But the good news is um, it doesn't really feel like working when you really like it. And it, it's true. And uh, it's also cliche, right? Uh, do something you love and you will never work a day in your life that's that's a very uh, very true so it's all it's true so for example if you're doing something you're starting something from scratch if if you don't really feel that way i think you have to question some things that you're doing in, in your startup we've always felt that way we had the time we chose it to we chose to spend it that way but when you have other priorities in your life your family members, your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever. Now then you have to be, uh, how to say, mindful of those facts or of those vectors in your life. You have to be mindful. Um, so just don't do it blindly, I think is a, a better advice would be. Just 
don't do don't work very hard instead of that uh my i would like to correct my advice to you know don't do don't work very hard blindly do it if you really like it and it doesn't affect your health uh, but it rarely doesn't doesn't help your uh, affect your health so just hear it from a experienced person i will say oh yeah that's 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 true 100 percent true it's just yeah hopefully yeah the way you put it so <laughs> hopefully we will all be very healthy and everyone who listens to roadmap podcast and aims to be an entrepreneur shall be very healthy when they grow so <laughs> i want to wrap up our second section you have listened to roadmap podcast with Boris Yashichchek, section two, today. <laughs>